yes, this is going to be freaking awesome. Can we talk about uh, how I met your mother's dick yet? <laughs> God damn it. The dude's fucking, he's hung, man. What did My Jesus Christ. That was like. He was like Mark Wahlberg in Boogie Nights. It's like that. That's digitally enhanced. I have some questions There's about no it. way. There's no way he's got an eight-inch dick when it's fucking soft. It's like ridiculous. I don't know. Have you seen Jason Segel? He's a large man. I have I'm some a big questions. Dude. I don't got a dick like that. It's ridiculous. What? Well, I don't have a dick. I have questions. Well, okay. Matt doesn't let me experiment with his. I didn't have to ask you guys. <laughs> salty salt. My mom's gonna listen no. to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, you're crying again. <laughs> you broke me when you're like that's digitally enhanced. <laughs> oh my god, there's real tears. They're all over them. God damn it, guys. Baby, little boy, I'm so it's sorry. Like, I, I didn't know when I uh, bought the. Uh, Extra five minutes of the unrated version, I was going to get, you know. It's all dick. All dick. Yeah. It was ridiculous. It's like, hey, guys, pay the extra 49 cents for Jason, Jason Siegel's you dick. You get the boobs for free. Yeah. And then if you want to pay more, you, you get dick. Welcome and thank you for listening to another episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, the Salty Nerd, and today's episode, we're going to be talking about romantic comedies, love potion number nine, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, and isn't it romantic? And I am joined, as always, by my illustrious and romantic co-hosts, <laughs> starting with the barbarian space viking. Let's see what he did there. I swear, because she started drinking <laughs> immediately. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so not me. You're doing me, you're doing me last. Yeah. What's up, V? How you doing, man? Uh, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm not getting there. You're, you you had me rolling there for a minute, dude. That was. I love it when Alex cries. <sighs> it was hard to get two weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. It's you get me every time, man. You just you hit that funny bone, and I just can't help it. I'm also joined by the ambassador of estrogen, Jude. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Better now. <laughs> I'm also joined by the author extraordinaire, Matthew Kadish. Hello. Hey. All right, guys. Like I said, we're talking about romantic comedies. Uh, before we get into it, a real quick word from our sponsors. All right, everybody. Let's talk about the first movie on our list today, starring Sandra Bullock and discount Dennis Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> Love Potion number nine. <laughs> discount Dennis Quaid. That's good. That's really uh, good. I like that. Oh, poor Tate Donovan. Oh, I hate this movie so much. All right. Um, who's got the synopsis for us? Is I that do. you, Jude? All right, Jude. Go ahead. Take it away. All right. <clears throat> 1992, Love Potion number nine. It was rated PG-13 with a runtime of one hour and 32 minutes. Paul, a scientist who is terrible with women, gets a palm reading, and the gypsy woman gives him a wad of goo that happens to be a powerful lust potion. He gives it to his lady scientist friend, Diane, played by Sandra Bullock, and together they come up with a diluted, 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 diluted version of it that works as a four-hour-long love potion. They agree to test it and experiment separately for scientific research, um, <laughs> and they end up falling for each other—not not on the potion, but like 
they stop using the potion, and then they end up falling for each other. Do they, though? <clears throat> Do they? Can I finish? No. Uh, they end up falling for each other, but Diane's skeezy sex friend kind of boyfriend reads her diary, learns of the potion, and gets the rest of the goo from the gypsy, thus duping Diane into falling back in love with him. I could not find the budget for this, but what do you think it brought in? Um, Sandra Bullock in 1992. Mm-hmm. This was before she was super famous, I think. This is before Speed? Yes. Okay. I'm not going to say much. Maybe, I don't know. Ten million dollars? <laughs> I have no idea. Later, eight hundred and forty-seven thousand dollars. Close, seven hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I, I think that this movie was made for like around a million bucks. Um, I know that the budget was so tight that they could only afford to use music that was in the public domain. Oh my god! <laughs> because <laughs> because uh, basically they didn't have money in the budget for actual music. So all the, like the oldies songs and stuff like that that play in this film, it's specifically because they were free. I didn't. I didn't even notice the music. Since oh, that's the that killed the movie for me. Since you brought it up, I was gonna wait a minute, but since you brought it up, the music in this freaking movie is atrocious. Like they have synthesized piano, they have like heavy metal guitar <laughs> solos, they have everything they could possibly think of juxtaposed into these random scene. <clears throat> excuse me, into these random scenes, and it's just awful. And it took me out of the movie. The worst instance, and this is the moment where my wife looked at me and she was like, "Why do you watch bad movies all the time?" <laughs> You know, and my wife asked me the exact same thing this week. I'm like, oh, it's Matt's fault. Yeah. I was watching this movie and I think it was pretty early on, maybe not like maybe 20 minutes in. And uh, when they did the test on the chimp on the love potion and the chimp breaks through the wall, like bangs it open, breaks through the wall and then just starts humping the cage. And they play this like ear screeching heavy metal guitar solo over it. Again? What? Like that, that humping gesture? Yeah, uh, yeah just hum- starts humping the freaking cage. Do it some more. Men are such apes. I was looking at, I looked at my do, wife. Do it some more. No. <laughs> oh, come on. I was like. I was going to make a meme out of it. <laughs> um, a gif? You're going to see my O face. Oh, oh. <laughs> Jude gets that one. <laughs> That's a movie reference. Um, she no, gets around. She gets around. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a, a record. record, baby. <laughs> Sometimes I love you. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. Anyway. <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hated this movie. And the music was one of the reasons why. And uh, I, I just – it took me out. Every time they had some crazy nonsense music playing in the background, I was just like, oh, I just giant eye roll. And since he brought it up, I had to mention it and get it off my chest because it was just so bad. <laughs> Are we still synopsising? Are we? No, we're, we're done. done. Oh, yeah, we're done. done. Okay. So no, is that a word? Synopsing? Synopsizing. Synopsizing. I like that. Synopsizing? Synopsing. Synopsing. Okay. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out later. I, uh, Trademark, Salty Nerd Podcast. <laughs> I did like the very young, hot Sandra Bullock. <clears throat> <clears throat> Why? <laughs> I have a question about this. A lot of movies that she's in, uh-huh. they purposely go out of their way to like frump her frump up. Frump her up. Like Miss Congeniality, they mm-hmm. frumped her up. This movie, they frump her up. Like They just give her bushy eyebrows in yeah, Miss Congeniality. Like bad hair. Yeah. I don't, yeah. There's just something about her that I it's think. It's a trope. Yeah. Which is what we'll be talking about today when we talk about romantic comedies. They're all tropes. Yeah. Anyway. V, what did you think about this movie? I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I, I did not enjoy this movie. I, I think I'm, I laughed probably a couple times. Did you? Yeah, maybe. I didn't. Maybe. I don't, I don't remember. It was very forgetful. It's not just, it's just a kind of a, eh, whatever. This is a, poorly made just 
boring kind of whatever movie. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. Really, it's just it did nothing for me. Yeah, it was it was interesting for me to see a young Sandra Bullock. That was it. That was it. So Jude, you like this movie? I love this movie. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you know I love bad movies. Yeah, but this wasn't like this isn't like <clears throat> bad good. This is just bad. bad. Yeah, this isn't. Night of the Comet. I, I disagree that this is a bad movie. <sighs> you can't. The table is split. Again. Again. You can have your opinions. It's all right. That's Mine what we're here to do. is the right one. I, okay. okay. So, okay. I'm not a romantic comedy lover, but there are things about this that I enjoy. I, I love – actually, I thought it was from the 80s. I was surprised to learn that this was actually made in the 90s when they had um, better options it totally um, looks like an 80s movie to me, um, which is, is the genre that I like. I like bad 80s movies. Um, I love that it's Sa- Sandra Bullock's um, like one of her first movies. And I like mm-hmm. that when you're using the trope of the ugly duckling turns into the beautiful swan, they actually took the time to like give her bad teeth yeah. that, that it was written into the movie. She got her teeth fixed and it made a difference in her appearance and – it was something that it didn't really matter as far as like her being able to get a man because she had a love potion, but she wanted it for herself. And I liked that. I liked that that was written into this character development for her. Mm. She couldn't have gotten braces. Fucking know her finances. <laughs> well, she's a she's a high high paid PhD. Is she a high paid one? I don't know. She's, she's got a- that shitty car. She can't afford the, to get What fixed. is it? The, is Ilanzio something or other? I don't know. Something don't, Italian yeah, that no something. one's ever heard of. <laughs> they're they're uh, known, especially on Top Gear, they shit on that car all the time. Do they? <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. And I, like, I liked how when she meets the guy whose family owns that car company, oh, yeah. he keeps trying to give her this really expensive necklace and she refuses it. And he's like, oh, this is my family's car. I own the company. And yeah. she like takes the necklace. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> This is stupid. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get compensated for all the, the times that this car is. How many yeah. tickets she's had to pay for because she can't, she can't stop. She can't stop the car; it'll stall. So she rolls through every stop sign, and she gets a ticket every yeah. single time. Yeah, that stupid cop just sits there. What a camper! Uh, Kadish, you agree with Jude? You think this is a good movie? I do. Can you explain to me why? Yeah. So I actually remember. So like when I was a kid. Um, this was one of those movies that um, I can remember seeing commercials for and the commercials for it were awful. <laughs> and so like, I was, I was like, that movie looks stupid. It's got nobody you've ever heard of in it. Um, I'm not going to bother with it, but then it came on HBO and it was one of those movies that was like, it was so cheap to acquire that they played it like constantly. So I must've watched this movie like a million times growing up. And uh, y- you know, Whenever I'd see it on HBO, I'd be like, oh, man, and I'd like click away and look for something different. And then one day, I mean, it was playing so much that I just sat through and watched the whole thing. And being the young whippersnapper that I was, I didn't get all the jokes, but I really enjoyed the movie. And so I was like, wow, this movie's actually really good. Although uh, one of the drawbacks is like it was shot like an 80s movie. Like it didn't look like a movie from the 90s. So like it had like this really kind of crappy production value to it. But the guy who wrote and directed this movie, his name is Dale Lawner, and he wrote My Cousin Vinny, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Ruthless People, and Blind Date. And so he's like uh, actually like a very good writer. And um, this was his directorial debut, and he didn't have a lot of money to work with. But if you look at the movie from like strictly a filmmaking and writing perspective, 
like visually it's not very good. No, I mean, Speed came out two years after this and there's a huge difference in between how both movies look. Yeah, and this was like before Demolition Man as well. So nobody knew who Sandra Bullock was at this point. But the the point I'm trying to make is like the the story structure of this movie is very solid. The storytelling of this movie is very solid. Like just from a you know strictly a writing perspective, it hits all the right beats that it needs to. Um, and I actually think it's a very funny movie. Like the the, uh, the part where like the girl coughs after she took the undiluted. I love um, the hooker with the cough. I yeah. hated her so <laughs> yeah, much. I, I didn't like her either. I, I mean, she's her. awful, but that's the point of her character. She's awful and you have to hate her. But it, like, I, I love how well that character. She's <laughs> awful. She just reminds me of all the girls I see at work. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, for real. You uh, Working at these casinos down on the strip, yeah. you have no idea how many chicks just like her. Walk down that escalator I see every day. It's in the hundreds daily. Mm. It's it's crazy. I like I like how she has like this chronic cough and the way she does it, she like sticks her tongue out when she, she's like, <laughs> Yeah. And, and like, she's so it, gross. Yeah, yeah, it's so gross. And and like all and once she finds that, you know, the she's got like the love potion and she can make guys basically do anything, she just robs them blind. But then at the end when she takes that like undiluted version of it. And she just has that horrible hacking cough. And, and, Sounds like me. and every guy gets up and they're like, you know, getting ready to get okay. They're like humping the air, so, walking towards her. Okay, I, I had an issue with this because I understood the setup and payoff, right? Obviously, there was very clear setup You've and payoff. Movies. For this. I've seen movies. I understood that. I'm like, okay, so this is where they're going to go. So she's running in slow motion with the stupid freaking, oh my God. And there's like a whole army of men behind her. And, and they and, got that classical song playing. Oh, was, God. I thought that was really funny. It was awful. It was so awful. Anyway, so like <laughs> at the end of that, I'm like, okay, so if we're going off of what previously happened with the monkey, like, they should oh, all she, start like she just gotten raped. She's gonna yeah. die. She, right? This is she's not gonna that have her. Kind of no, 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 no. Because this is a a family movie. She sits there and she makes plays like Simon Says with him at the yeah. end. It was so it undercut the entire point of that whole sequence. Well, and it was so I mean, dumb. The the female monkey that that happened to, she couldn't talk. But you know, once she figured out that they would obey her every command, <laughs> you know, she was like, I mean, what would you do? I don't know, but I was. I'd make you squeeze your nipples really hard like this and go. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was so stupid. Oh, <laughs> so dumb. Like what? Is, like I, I don't know anything besides what we got like, uh, would have been better. The director is probably behind the camera. It's like, okay, make him do this. <laughs> you know, you know, make him jump up around on one foot. Yeah, it was like, just okay. like it was. It was like one of those moments where it felt like a kids' movie at that point. Like that was the moment I was like, oh my god. I mean, on. I really liked the the parts where they were like experimenting with the love potion to find out what they could accomplish. Like the whole thing where Tate Donovan goes into like the sorority house and it's like, dun, 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 dun. Oh yeah. Like the lights go on. Like you I like I thought, that. I thought he was I, like, I thought that was very, it's like, Oh, this grown man's going to go to the sorority and rape all the, uh, yeah, exactly. Sorority girls. Yeah. That, yeah. that was really cool. Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to yeah. go down to the college club and, Bang every chick in the room. Yeah, like, that's really, that's and he grabs like a Very whole fistful of freaking, <laughs> freaking condoms. Remember that? Shoves them in well, his pocket. I, I, I and mean, you gotta in. admit that that's pretty realistic. It, yeah. But but I also like when he goes to the bar and the girl who like humiliated him. That was pretty. The first that act, was. Yeah. He like gets his revenge on her. Like I, I I liked all this stuff, especially like you know with Sandra Bullock, where she gets like the cop to you know kind of like not not give her the ticket, and then she starts meeting like all these like rich and famous and attractive men and 
it was just like that part of the movie was very fun for me. Yeah. Is there yeah, a, let me ask this question. Go ahead. Do, do you think they would make this movie in Hollywood now? Mm. Maybe. Well, sure. A couple subtle changes to the, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, 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 Starring it, it, Miley Cyrus. It would, be oh, two, yeah. it would be two women, one of which is a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> and one of which is transgendered. Ah. Uh, fit all the demographics. Um, one of the nice. funniest parts in this was when she went to like her insurance agency and she went to the gay guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, 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 she, and he was like. He was so confused. Yeah, he really was. <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't like any of these these jokes. And, and, like, he, and he was so blatantly like he, they were playing YMCA, and he had pictures of like oh, half naked yeah. men on his like cubicle wall. It was which so is funny. what you do at work, of course. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. if you're a gay man, that's what you do. It's so cliche, <laughs> terrible. I hated it. I hated everything about this freaking movie. And I, you know, okay. So for a romantic comedy, you're like, okay, I'm looking for some romance for these. I want to root for these people to fall in love, and I'm also looking to laugh. I didn't do either of these things. I didn't think they had any chemistry. Sandra Bullock and, and Discount Dennis Quaid, like, I, I didn't buy that they were, like, in love with each other from the one scene that they spent some time in, like, a montage that was supposed to be, like, oh, they fell in love. And I'm like, no. R- romantic comedies. These, are, these romantic comedies are just movies that you go on a date with your, with your girl with, hoping that you know we're going to suck, but hope that she enjoys enough to where you can, like, put the moves on her later. mm you're sacrificing your evening. I would have lost for hope. Hopefully, a little something, something later. <laughs> you know, because uh, maybe, maybe this chick flick that makes you laugh will, uh, you know, impress oh, he's her a sweet, bit. right? Yeah, Is that how yeah, that's yeah. supposed to go? No, my wife would have left if we watched this movie on a date. She'd be like, "You're a loser. I'm out of yeah. here." <laughs> making me watch this stupid movie. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, Jude, do you have any other? What else you got? Defend your position because I'm not buying it. What, what do you yeah. like about this movie? <laughs> okay, so was it his really gross looking hair? <sighs> his haircut with the side. I side love part. a greasy man. <laughs> <laughs> it did. I'll give him that. It did look better later on in the movie when he just like kind of let it go. Oh, and he, he went had, all like, flock of seagulls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got some some blow dry some curls into that. Yeah, thing. yeah. It yeah. looked better at that point. So I should have done a trope count for all of, all of these different movies, but I mean. I just think uh, we decided to do romantic comedies and the list that Kadish came up with sucked. So I took over um, because <laughs> – Wait, you, this wait, movie whoa. was on my list. I know. The, I know. the list was worse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I guess – But the reason this was on the list was because I had just watched this by myself for my own pleasure. And then he was like, you know what? That's a really good movie. We should we should watch that for the podcast. <laughs> so we put it back on the list. Um, but I think that – in, in When you're watching romantic comedies, they all have these tropes. Right. And one of the tropes is that the ugly duckling becomes the beautiful swan. And another one of the tropes is that, like, the girl does – you're not really following the love story of the girl falling in love with the guy. It's really about his journey. And in the beginning, he says, actually, Diane – when he's, like, oh, talking the to himself. Yeah. yeah he, when he's monologuing, he's like, actually, Diane was perfect for me, but blah, blah, blah. And yeah, then – She had a boyfriend. But she had a boyfriend. And then the journey is him realizing that he's in love with her and getting her to reciprocate. It, the story is not about watching this girl fall in love with him. It was about him realizing he was in love with her. Mm-hmm. So the chemistry, it only mattered like him going to her. Yeah, but, but also like at the beginning, like the whole first act of this movie, like we're cutting between him and her and we're seeing so many parallels. Like, like we, the audience, are realizing, oh, they're – 
perfect for each other. They're perfect for each other. And so by the time like we get to the point where like it's actually their love story, because it's actually a very basic three act structure where the middle act is them experimenting with the, uh, with the love potion. Then the final act is them kind of getting together. It's their love story. Um, by the time we get to the third act, we're, we're already on some level mentally, we're, we're like, Oh, these people deserve to be together. And so like once the evil boyfriend gets the love potion and he's basically using it to get her to marry him, and uh, the the main character, what, what do you call him? Discount? Discount Dennis Quaid. Yeah, Discount Dennis Quaid <laughs> is there uh, trying to save her. Um, so it, it 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 all just kind of works for me. But I would I would argue that there's a lot of funny bits in this. Like I like how the the first time we see Gary, which I think is the the evil boyfriend. Evil boyfriend. Um, so like he does a booty call where he shows up at Sandra Bullock's place like 3 a.m. You know, really late. Yeah. And they have sex and immediately after he's done, he just kind of rolls over and he looks at her and he's like, did you put on weight? <laughs> leaves. What a dick. Yeah. Yeah. He's awful. Yeah. He, he just gets up and leaves and like, that's like the last thing he says to her. He's like, did you put on some weight? You know? And uh, like, to me, like it was so awful that I, I can't help but laugh at that. But then there's other things. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> he's one of those people that laughs at tragedy. I, yes. I laugh at other people's misfortune, <laughs> but uh, the character Paul played by Tate Donovan, um, there's a scene where he's kind of going over his plan to kiss Sandra Bullock to keep her from marrying Gary to like his three best friends. And he's basically just describing like how he's going to assault and rape this. Oh yeah. I was going to talk about that. That was, And and his friends are all there like, dude, (laughs) I was really glad that they didn't just go along with it. Cause one of the guys was literally like, so you want us to assault somebody Uh and force her to kiss you. (laughs) Like, do you understand how crazy this sounds? I'm like, okay, good. None of them believe him until the hooker with the cough shows up and robs them all blind. Yeah. Gets all of them to fall in love with her and they give her everything. And then like, Four hours later, the potion wears off, and they're like, that bitch. <laughs> and we've also got Anne Bank- Bancroft as a gypsy fortune teller who's the one who sells them. And uh, the love potion that's throughout the most of this movie, it's love potion number eight. eight mm-hmm. yeah. And it's not until we get to the end where they have to use love potion number nine in order to reverse the effects of number eight. So I thought that was kind of clever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the evil boyfriend real quick because I do have a question about Gary. this. Like Gary. Gary. That gay Gary. bastard. Um, why, why is he going after the ugly duckling? Like what, what is his draw towards her? I never understood his motivation yeah, for, never, wanting, for wanting to, for wanting to be like, I can understand like an easy booty call. Like that made sense in the first act, but then for him to go and be jealous of like the Prince of England and then to like use the potion to marry her when he could have had. Anybody? Is it like a possession thing? What's the deal with that dude? That's what I assumed, that it was a possession thing, that he was just awful. And she pretty much like she pretty much adored him throughout the whole first part of the movie because it's 3 o'clock in the morning and she's asleep yeah. and in bed. And, and he she was goes the only get, guy who yeah. gave her any attention. Yeah, yeah, she goes and gets ready and puts out a cheese plate, <laughs> you know, and, and entertains him. And so cheese then plate. once once she is getting attention from the prince – was it Prince of, Prince of England? England? Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, now she's something unattainable that he, she used to be his, and now she's not anymore. And that lit a fire under under him of you know jealousy and possession, and that's his woman. He's going to take her back. Mm. Yeah, and he would like literally call her every four hours just to make sure that she would hear his voice, so he could retain his control over her. 
Um, I think it was strictly just one of those like really kind of weird abusive relationships, at least a metaphor for it, mm-hmm. where he was just he wanted to possess her and he didn't want anyone else to have her. Gotcha. OK. And so like and that's what really makes him like such a interesting villain. Oh, in, he's in, in a story like this. Very easily to root against. You, you do not want this guy to win. So I can understand that. OK, that makes more sense. I was wondering. I'm like, I don't understand why this dude wants to be with her so badly he's not and, a, and I, I like when he him and the hooker finally get together and it, it's like they, they, they're like <laughs> they deserve du- each other <laughs> well they're they're dueling uh love potions at that point uh-huh. and like when he kisses her he starts tasting the the mule sweat yeah like, <laughs> 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 what is that <laughs> so the potion at the end um is a reverse potion for the the love potion that everybody's been taking throughout this movie right they go back uh tate donovan goes back to the gypsy to get the cure yeah um, and she warns him, uh, you have to be certain that she was in love with you because if you take the, if you both take this potion and kiss, then she'll hate you for the rest of your life and you'll taste meal sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, if she was in love with you, it will break the power of the other potion and you'll hear like bells or birds something or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll be together forever. So when, mm. when Gary, Gary steals her drink and he downs it and then, uh, the hooker, Kisses him. Yeah. And he's like, so that's why he's tasting meal sweat. Yeah, because they hate each other, apparently. Well, they never loved each other to begin with. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah but, but, but the hooker is like, after she kisses him, like, she's like obsessed with him. And so, like, that's what kind of leads to that whole finale where, you know, she, she takes the undiluted stuff, she coughs. Every man tries to, like, you know, just within like a five mile her. radius. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that part of the movie where she, like, drinks the glob of potion snot, like, <laughs> falls out of the bottle and yeah. i was like that was nasty <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was like what even was that they, hung, they hung on that shot for a <laughs> little know, bit huh? too long <laughs> like, oh. i yeah, wanted to make it gross. real obvious that this was like not, not good not, not good. good um yeah i don't know let's do um final thoughts for me i just i didn't buy the relationship between Sandra Bullock and her guy and uh, I didn't really find anything like you guys talking about some of the funnier moments and i can see why you would think they were funny but for me they just didn't hit so I didn't, I didn't laugh, and I also didn't root for the couple, which kind of tells me in my head that a romantic comedy kind of failed. So for me, this movie failed. I didn't like it that much. I didn't have a lot of fun with it. Uh, Vader, what are your final thoughts? Um, on I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I did not enjoy this movie. Um, maybe I shouldn't watch these kind of movies at home by myself. Because <laughs> these, aren't, these aren't my kind of movies. So yeah, I'm, I'm going into this movie. It's like I'm, I try to stay up. I know these guys think I – Go into a movie, you know, sit with my anger meter at five <laughs> already, you know, but I don't. I, I try to like judge these things on just their own merits, but I, I, I didn't like this movie. It was not fun. Um, just it didn't click. Yeah. And, you know, I, I enjoy a young Sandra Bullock. You know, she was she was it was fun to see her as a young up and coming actress. And. Um, but no, this just it didn't do much, didn't do much for me. You know, I'm, I'm kind of like. My my love potions like at a number two, <laughs> so. two two love potions out of no nine. A, a love potion number two. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> out of ten. That's good. So good rating. Yeah. All right, uh, Jude. What about you? What are your final thoughts on this? I movie? love this movie. This is a movie that I just watched for me. <clears throat> um, and I don't know. It's just got some nostalgia points for me, and I don't know if it has anything to do with 
Sorry. I know. I'm doing the same thing today. I don't know what it is. It's weird. I, I poisoned us all with love potions. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it has anything to do with what Kadish said about like how well the story is written, but like I'm invested in it. I There's setup and payoff and I think that it's funny. I think that it hits its mark with the romance. So I'm on board with it and, and I love this movie. I, I think I saw this probably when it came out in the 90s and, and I've watched it several times since then. Right on. Well, how many love potions do you give it? Oh, I'll give it, um, on a scale of five, I'll give it uh, three and a half love potions out of five. Okay. Right on. And uh, Kadish, final thoughts on love potion number nine? Uh, I really enjoy this movie. I think it's a very well-written movie. Um, it's The acting's fine. Uh, the visual style is very flat. Uh, that's the only real criticism I have of the movie. You know, um, uh, Dale Lawner, this was his first and I think only film that he's directed. I could be wrong on that, but uh, it was just a very kind of like flat directorial debut, but the writing of it uh, is very good. Um, I've seen this movie more times than I can probably count. And uh, I enjoy it every time I see it. And uh, I don't know, like, I think it's, it's funny. It's heartwarming. It's, it's an interesting premise. You know, it's based, you know, it was inspired by that song, love potion number nine that plays at the beginning of the movie. And uh, I, I usually don't like movies that are based around, you know, songs. Um, but f- for whatever reason, I just feel like this movie works on multiple different levels. And uh, I don't know. I enjoy watching it with you, too. So, like, I think that, you know, if this is your type of movie, it's a good date night movie to watch with uh, your special someone. Right on. What's your what's your rating for it? Um, I would give it I'd give it three love potions. Yeah. Nice. All right, guys, that's it for Love Potion number nine. Next up is Isn't It Romantic? Uh, Real quick, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, real quick, if you want to support this podcast, go to saltynerdclub.com. There you will find our Patreon page. We have a bunch of different tiers you can choose from and exclusive content just for our Patreon supporters, like behind-the-scenes photos, and you can contact and hang out with the hosts of the podcast and and our Discord server and all kinds of cool stuff. So consider supporting us. It will help us grow our brand. And uh, every dollar that you give us goes directly back into the podcast to create better and better content for you to listen to. All right, that's uh, saltynerdclub.com. All right, guys. Second movie on our list is Isn't It Romantic? Uh, starring the lesser Hemsworth and what's the <laughs> girl's the name? The, the, the sec- second lesser Hemsworth. There's, <laughs> a, there's a third lesser. one oh, that, that's, that's even lesser. <laughs> I hope he never hears that. I feel bad saying it. But it's, you know. <laughs> I was watching this and I'm like, my wife's in the kitchen. I'm like, is that Thor? <laughs> no. <laughs> it looks like Thor. But it's not Thor, is it? She just, no, no, no. That's his brother. It's Liam. The, he's the Jan Brady of Hemsworths. Oh. Yeah. And I know you still don't get that joke, Alex. I don't. Sorry. but That's so ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, you need to watch the Brady Bunch. All right? why Seriously. Would I, why would I want to watch a 30-year-old at, sitcom? At, at least the movie. Because you do a there's podcast a a about pop movie. culture. Uh, yeah, all right. There's, yeah, a, yeah, there's a Brady one. Bunch movie that doesn't star any of the original There's actually two. Members. Yeah. It's, really? Yeah. It's terrible. Oh, and we're not watching it for the show. <laughs> okay. It absolutely is not happening. Yeah, be careful what you say. People start know, requesting things. But, uh, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Who's the, the starring lady of the movie? Rebel uh, Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Okay. Yeah, God, she's hot. Yeah? Whew. All right, cool. God, I love Rebel Wilson. She's funny in this movie. She is pretty funny. I love uh, her. I do, I do actually really like her. Good, good. She's good. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> to hear that. Uh, people are going to like, oh, you're making fun of fat people, you well, son of a bitch. No. Come on. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I, don't, like, I don't look at people like that. I don't care. You're not allowed to make fun of anyone. You're white and have a penis. That's right. 
Jude gets it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Jude, do you want to do the uh, synopsis for Isn't It Romantic? This is actually a pretty clever movie, so I'm, I'm looking forward to Thank talking you. about it. It was better than number nine. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. 2019 Isn't It Romantic? Rated PG-13 with a runtime of one hour, 29 minutes. It had a budget of $31 million. What do you think it brought in? To what, what, 2019? Yes. Yeah, this is new. Um, $70 million. Vader? Right around there. 48.7. Oh, it did not do well. It bombed? It didn't bomb. I mean, it made its budget back, but mm. it wasn't a successful. And, and these days, go. though, I don't, I don't, I figure 70 million is, well, it's just an average. For, movie, for modern rom coms, isn't their lifespan kind of on the, the DVD end? Like the, the rentals and the purchasing? I at don't home? know. So it, it's kind of interesting because a lot of romantic comedies in this genre, uh, their budgets are, they, they call them like mid level. It's 30 million, basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's a reason why Rebel Wilson hasn't headlined a movie since this. <laughs> and that, that's because, you know, it made a modest profit, but I don't think, I think it, if it did break even, it was like barely breaking even. And so like in Hollywood parlance, that means that she can't carry a movie quite mm-hmm. yet. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, you've seen her like drop a bunch of weight and stuff like that after this movie mm-hmm. came out. And I think that she's trying hard to try to reposition herself as more of a leading lady than, she did in this movie. What was, she, she, she doesn't have that pull quite yet. Quite yet. You know, like, she's like, almost like, there. She, she's really good as a supporting player. Like, yes. like, in, like in Pitch Perfect, yeah. she was amazing. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But she has yet to prove that she can actually carry a movie. Because like she had that TV show for a while, too, and that didn't do well either. And so like the whole thing about Hollywood trying to make Rebel Wilson like a leading lady, like she's no... What's, Sandra Bullock? Sandra Bullock. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, uh, what's the McCarthy lady? Um no. Oh, Kristen Wiig? Um, no. Um, well, obviously, it's a leading lady because none of us <laughs> know what who you're talking about. Was it Melissa McCarthy? McCarthy? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, Melissa McCarthy. Yes. Okay. SNL, Melissa McCarthy. Okay. Yeah. She carries what, movies. She, no, she, she, she was on uh, Gilmore Girls and... Um, she did Heat with Sandra Bullock. Yes. She did... Yeah. She did um, that spy one. Yeah. Yeah. Was she, was she on King of Queens? Was that her? I don't remember. I never I watched that show. No, she so. was on the show with uh, the big fat comedian guy. She played the. No, I was a different lady too. I don't know. I'm just, it, was, I'm just, it was King of Queens, wasn't it? No. Oh, she wait. was not in King of Queens. Wait, no, it was the one where she was married oh. to the cop. Yeah. And, and yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm not a fan of hers. So. <laughs> but, but but she she's the only like like plus size lady that was like a big you know star that could carry her own stuff that I could think of and. You know, Rebel Wilson, you know, she's just, she's no Melissa McCarthy, I guess. I, yeah, you I, know, I like how we're all just like, we're all like uh, tiptoeing around the fact that she's big. They're bigger. <laughs> it's like, okay. well, you know, the, the plus size lady. <laughs> it's like, I'm, and I'm in my brain, I'm going, oh, she wants to be like the female Chris Farley, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because like, we don't have any shame calling the. No, a dude. No, fat. look at all that fat comedian. That, fat he just, guy. Like, You've been here for hours. You go now. Like, but at we, the don't, same we don't time, worry about saying that. At the same time, I do get it, you know, because nobody wants to be fat shamed. It sucks, and they do. They do do some of that in this movie, and but it's, it's part of the script, and yeah, and, yeah. You know, it, it is what it is. I actually appreciate. Well, let's get to the synopsis because yeah. there's a couple of things I appreciate. We've been talking for a oh, while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jude, uh, what's this movie all about? Okay, so Natalie is a jaded and disenchanted is jaded and disenchanted with love and anything romantic. 
especially rom-coms, until she sustains a head injury and finds herself trapped inside one. Now she's the main character of every trope she up until now has loathed. She wakes up in the hospital in full makeup and everyone around her finds her endearing, charming, and most of all, beautiful. Her apartment is better. Her clothes and friends are better. Her dog is prettier and more obedient. (laughs) Everyone loves her and breaks into song. The office Hemsworth falls in love with her. And like every romantic comedy, she realizes almost too late that she's in love with her best friend. Did you call him the office Hemsworth? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think uh, it was – what's his name? Adam Devine? Is that who you're referring to? No, I was was talking about Liam Liam Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Okay. Lesser Hemsworth, the lesser <laughs> Hemsworth, the lesser. I, I'm gonna regret saying that. Dude. I like oh, the way no. I say it. <laughs> the Office Hemsworth. Yeah, because if, if he listens to me, he's not gonna be pissed. The, the every man's worth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, so um, he's the Jan Brady of Hemsworths. <laughs> we're gonna get so much hate. Oh man, uh, I I enjoy this movie. Only because it makes fun of those tropes. 100%. High five across the table. Yes. yes. High five. I High agree. five. All I three agree. of us? Kadish, yeah. do you agree? Yes. Okay. Yay. Yay. Oh, this conversation's going to suck. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to the next movie. No, no. I, um, there's several things that I really like about this. And I think Rebel Wilson plays really well in this role. Her comedic timing is really well done. And I, I, the tropes are so over the top yes. that it mm-hmm. just makes it so adorable to watch. Uh, could we talk about the flower petals? Please. Go ahead. Take okay. it away. So there's a scene when um, she meets up with Liam Hemsworth again. I forget his name in the movie. Hemsworth? I think it's Liam. <laughs> it might be. It might be. Uh, no, she, it, it's Blake. Blake. Oh, Blake, okay. yeah. So when she first meets him at the office, he's American. And then once she sustains her head injury, she runs into him again. And all of a sudden, he's Australian because that's sexier. <laughs> Um, and he gives her his phone number and he writes each number. She, he writes a different number on the petals of a rose and then takes the petals off and gives them to her. <laughs> yeah, she's like, that's, that's, that's not, not going to work. You, that's ridiculous. <laughs> There's 12 million different combinations of these numbers. Yeah. I'll never get them. Right. So she ends up getting arrested and she gets one phone call, but they won't give her her cell phone. She's like, I don't know anyone's phone number, but she has the petals. Yeah. And she's like, this is never going to work. <laughs> and they line up yeah. and there's even like a pedal for each parenthesis yeah. <laughs> the area code. <laughs> and so she calls him and he comes pick and picks her up and bails her out of jail. It's just so r- ridiculous. That was clever. And, and there, there's like a whole like 10 minute scene where she's going through each and every trope that we eventually <laughs> see. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning where she's talking about how much she hates romantic comedies because of these things yeah and it's, it's like this montage of her like in the bathroom with like you know, her friend and like you know them going for coffee and like and like she just keeps talking about all these tropes like she's the, like the gay they, best friend yeah and, oh, like, i love the gay best friend <laughs> yeah he she's was, like he she's was like in, super funny she's like there's always the gay best friend trope and they never even bother to give the gay best friend a job he's like giving her a ride to work and she's like is this how you go to work every day and, she, and he's like if i had a job <laughs> I love it. He's like, I love the fact that they actually point out to like the more offensive things that rom coms yeah. do. She's like, like, she's like, why do you have an offensive gay like personality? Like, what's going on here? She's like, like, oh honey, sending gay back, sending gay rights back like a hundred years, years or something. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's funny when they poke fun at stuff like yeah, that. And, and she calls nine one one because somebody's <laughs> giving her a bigger apartment yeah. with oh, yeah. nicer <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it's funny. Um, one of my oh god, what was it? I just had it in my head. 
It was one of my favorite moments. Oh, when she realizes it's PG-13. <laughs> yeah. I freaking, that's a good belly laugh for me. She's sitting there. She's like, what the fuck? And then just, <laughs> and I'm in a romantic comedy, and it's PG-13. <laughs> and then they, everyone's dancing. Around, yeah, everybody's right? dancing and stuff. And then they play into that even harder with the the, the, the sex, sex scene. scene. Yeah, freaking hilarious. He comes out of the shower. He's got his freaking ripped six pack, <laughs> and she's like, "Wait a second, we never had sex. What's going on? Get back in bed real quick." And then it cuts to the next morning. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> and and I love how like they have like the making my way downtown. You know, like yeah. like, you know, like you know, those like. Rom-com like pop songs yeah, that are yeah. just like playing in the background. Wasn't that uh, what's Gilmore Girls like theme song? Wasn't that one of them? I have no idea. I can't. I I, I hear I, that I, every I time know. I hear one of those like romantic comedy pop songs. I, sh- I should know Gilmore Girls. I immediately stuff, think of Gilmore Girls. My my wife and my daughters are just. It's a good show. It, oh, it's a good show. Yeah, but if if there was a if like a Trekkie kind oh, of name for a yeah. Gilmore Girls fan, my wife and kids would. Both. Really, that much into it? They're, they're yeah. Gillies. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> I yeah, just yeah. made that up. I've never watched the show. No, my 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 youngest daughter, she when she lived with me, it was Gilmore Girls, Grey's Anatomy, and Friends. Oh yeah, on loop every day, all day. It's all she watched. It was the craziest thing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> more, more friends. Oh wait, is this is this the episode where he, the leather pants episode? Okay, <laughs> I'd sit down and I'd watch and laugh. You know, but, that's funny. <laughs> that's what I do with uh, with the office. Uh, yeah. My wife hates that show with a passion. She thinks it's unfunny and yeah. like ridiculous. Mine's Buffy. And and I your wife has in, terrible taste. I have it in the background on the TV, just like playing. And she's just like, oh gosh, you're watching that stupid show again. I'm like, it's funny. But I was, yeah, I was. We all have that. I was blessed with girls. I never, we never had boys. <laughs> so instead of, uh, you know, coming home to uh, Star Wars and cool stuff, I got <laughs> Grey's Anatomy and Friends. I was like, gotcha. oh. All right, let's talk about isn't it romantic? Yes. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I do uh, enjoy that at the at finally at the end of the movie, she gets her one F word. Yes. Which is what you tell us yes, when we're PG-13. recording. <laughs> you get one F word and that's it. <laughs> Thanks for giving us each an F word every episode. Yeah, that's technically rated R, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I really – I enjoy this movie. I enjoy the shtick. I enjoy the the making fun of the – if, if this wasn't making fun of these movies, I wouldn't, I, like I wouldn't have liked it 100%. Yeah. 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 The thing that's great about this movie is that they set it up in the beginning – all of these tropes, so you know what to look for. And then once she sustains her head injury and she's, I, she wakes up in this world, you're looking for those tropes. And it's just yeah. like such a payoff when when she's like, come on. As, yeah. as much as I dislike watching all these movies this week, I will give Matt a little credit in that he picked movies that were really just uh, – No, that's Jude. Or Jude. Yeah. I'll, I'll give Jude some credit <laughs> that these movies all made fun of in some respect to – the genre. Yeah. You know, I, pull, I pulled rank on Katie. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> except for that piece of shit. Number nine. One. Just watch. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, do, do you guys, uh, Katie, I haven't asked you, what are, what are your thoughts on this movie? Uh, I think it's a very clever movie. I don't think it's as funny as I would have liked it to have been. Like I wanted more, almost like pitch perfect type, type jokes. Cause I, I really love the pitch perfect movies. I think they're very funny. That's one of our first dates. Yes. It was uh, pitch perfect too. Right. <laughs> It was either two or three. That's that's uh, nobody cares. <laughs> I agree with you. No one cares. <laughs> um, but uh, so this is Rebel Wilson's first film in the leading role, and uh, she's also a producer on this movie. So like she like helped get oh, this going. Right and when they were like, "Who do you want to 
like the love interest that you get to make out with. She's like Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> like she's she, she's the one she, who knew. Had a yeah, girl. Yeah, she she got to pick uh, the guy that uh, falls in love with her. Um, but it's it's funny because um, Adam Devine, who uh, plays you know the the best friend. Yeah, the uh, his name's Josh in the movie. Friend zone um, guy. Yeah, the friend zone guy. <laughs> so like basically he uh like him and Rebel Wilson um are always love interests in everything they do. So much so that he's he's like he refers to her as his work wife. Um, I, I think the only time that he hasn't had her as his love interest was in um, that that movie that he did with Zac Efron. Oh yeah, um, is she in that? No, she's not in that. Oh, I didn't well, know that they made that many movies together. So she was his love interest in Workaholics, which was the TV show that he was in, and he she was also his love interest in all the Pitch Perfect movies. Mm-hmm. So um, okay, yeah. But uh, funny enough, the guy who uh, directed this movie. His name is uh, Todd Strauss Schulson. Uh, guess what other movie uh, he has written and directed that uh, Jude also loves? Mm. Chopping Mall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it is The Final Girls. Oh, the I what? love that movie. Never heard of it. I've never heard of that movie. I can see a lot of parallels now that you say that. Okay, so The Final Girls is about horror movie tropes. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's like a parody on on horror movies. Yeah, it, it, it's about a group of friends who get um, kind of transported into this Friday the Thirteenth style movie, and uh, the final girl trope is is like there's always like a final girl who's the survivor and she kills the monster. Yeah, and uh, so basically it's it's about these group of friends who are self-aware that they're in a horror movie and uh, they're trying to survive. And they all keep getting killed. <laughs> I, I love those types of movies. Yeah. Like you should uh, watch it. It's Tucker, really good. And, Tucker and Dale versus e- evil. Yeah. Love that great movie. freaking movie. So yeah, that's right up my alley. I think I might have to check that out. How yeah, long is coming uh, up next year? Todd Strauss Schulson, he basically watched like 90 different romantic comedies <laughs> to figure out what all the different like commonalities are. Oh, you poor sweet boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it was rough. Um, but, uh, the, uh, the, I mean, like the, this movie is is very clever, and I'll I'll give it credit for that. Um, the interesting thing is is that in the first version of, of this film, so there was only one musical number, and that was the karaoke number, and it got such high marks in test screenings that they, that they the studio was like, we need you to go back in and add you, another one. You know what's funny is I think that was my least favorite part of the movie, the karaoke singing. Yeah, why? I don't know. I liked it. I, I, I mean, it was funny. I, 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 I honestly, I'm not trying to I, shit I really like that right. Whitney Houston song. I, I think that's what I didn't like about it. Because <laughs> it was Whitney Houston? Maybe. <laughs> it's like, I don't it's, know, man. It's such a good song, though. It's a great song. And I love that I they. I want to dance with somebody. <laughs> you, you I love know, that I think, they went. I think I just have an aversion to Whitney Houston now. Really? Because I used to really like Whitney Houston. And then all the real world stuff came out about her. Oh, and Vader's I, working through some stuff right now. Yeah. I didn't like her. So go, oh, she's she's a crackhead. I'm not down with Whitney Houston anymore. Wow. So it bothers I, you to hear that song? Bother me? No. I I just I just I don't know. Maybe That's you're weird. right. Maybe you are right. But um did not that scene was my least favorite part of the movie. Breaking down some walls here on the Salt <laughs> podcast. But but they had, they decided to add another like, you know, song and dance number to the end of the movie. Yeah. That's why it kind of feels a little bit tacked on there, but they uh so um, the song that they sing at the end of the movie is a Madonna song mm-hmm. and they had to get like permission from Madonna to use it. And so like she had to sit there and be like, so how are you going to use this song? They had to explain <laughs> oh, it to her. Freaking diva. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually enjoyed as far for this kind of a movie ending it that way. 
I thought was really clever. I, I thought yeah, it was good. I, I, I agree. Like it, it was a good way to end it. But they and they're only, like, how do they know the moves? They only, <laughs> they only had four hours to rehearse it. Oh, wow. That's yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, so what the director did is he basically, he had his choreographers basically do the song and dance number and he recorded them with his cell phones. And then he would show the video to the actors. And he's like, this is what I want you guys to do. And this is how it's going to look. And so the actors were basically able to get everything done within like wow. four hours. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. Last thing I want to well, talk about. Oh. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was talking about how, how the movie was originally before, like, you know, we get this final product and the original ending for the movie was basically rebel Wilson goes and asks Adam Devine's character, you know, cause you know, the whole movie has been building up to, Oh, he's secretly in love with her, stuff like that. So she, you know, in, in her, you know, kind of final, like, I'm super confident and this is what I'm doing. She asks him out and he's like, nah, I just want to be friends. <laughs> and, uh, friend and, zoned. Yeah. yeah. And basically, um, the, the test screening audience didn't like that. They're, they're like, oh man, you spent all this time building it up to this and this is what we get. We yeah. don't like it. And so they had to go back and change it. So like they get together, but Rebel Wilson was like, okay, if we're going to get together though, I have to make it clear that, you know, like it's his I don't, choice. I don't need him. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So that was kind of like how the final version of this movie came about. Gotcha. Um, okay. There's one thing I want to talk about. Maybe two. Uh, this all takes place in a coma dream. Mm -hmm. See, when I first watched it, I don't think I picked up on that. I thought this was like a weird, like mystical magic thing. Kind of like, I don't know if you guys ever watched Family Man with uh, Nicolas Cage. Mm -hmm. it, was okay. a, it was actually an alternate reality that he was uh -huh. living out. It wasn't like a dream or anything. But at the end of the movie, they're like, oh, you've been a, in a medical induced coma for 18 hours. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I was kind of disappointed in that. Aww. Like, oh, what? really? Yeah. Because it didn't exist. Nothing. So the context of it is she was in a coma after her accident for 18 hours. She gets out and she wakes up and she's almost a completely different person. She shows up to the office and she's just being a dick to everybody. And it's, it's funny because we know the context to it because we watched her go through this whole, you we know, watched her grow. Yeah. We watched her personality well, change. In the beginning of the movie, everybody's stepping all over to her, her and stepping on her and say, yeah. Hey, throw my garbage away and yada yada. And then she, you know, goes through the whole, I hate all these romantic comedy tropes and then yeah. go through them all in the coma. And then she comes back and she's like, throw your own garbage away. And I'm not friend zoning you anymore. I thought it was great. I thought <laughs> you, you liked it. I, I liked that part of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't really like, like this movie, but I liked it enough. Know. Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's a good word right for on. it. I just thought it was weird. When I when I came to that realization, I was like, so this was all just in her head. Like none of it actually happened. There's I no mean, I didn't have any issues following how the movie was set up. I appreciated that. It was it was simple that way. So I, I did like how the opening scene of this movie, she's like a kid watching Pretty Woman. Yeah. And her mom has this yeah. like forty two ounce beer stein <laughs> that she puts a scoop of ice cream in and then fills up from like a box With wine. Box wine. Yeah. Uh, 42 ounces of box. It's a, it's a box wine float. basically. <laughs> and then she sits there and she starts, you know, telling her daughter about how, uh, terrible romantic comedies are. And she's like, and she's like Roberts. taking off her pants. She's like, no one's going to make a movie about us, sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, she, she, she's pointing out, she, she's like, look at Julia Roberts. She probably doesn't have to dye her mustache. In fact, she probably doesn't even have a mustache. She's her lips like, too small. She's got a really small space right here between her nose and where her lips are. Where's the mustache going to grow? That was a good, that was a good setup. I, I, I also really like the scene where they break into the ice cream shop uh, 
the lesser Hemsworth yeah. Rebel. <laughs> it's like I want to see him a hundred dollar tip. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and basically, uh, they have this whole conversation about how he has terrible taste in ice cream. Mm. Yeah, who was he like? Uh, pecan butter pecan, butter pecan. rum raisin. Yeah, it was Which, the worst dude, flavors ever. Butter pecan is the best flavor. Let's get out of here. It is like really one of my. Has anyone ever tasted ever. rum raisin? I, I don't think yeah. I have. Doesn't sound. Good. I mean, is it it good? Probably good. My parents like that kind of stuff, so I think yeah. Well, well, they said in the movie, like, like she's like, "What are you, a fifty-year-old man?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so true. My dad buys pecan ice cream. I'm like, what is wrong with you? I, my butter mom's favorite. Good. My mom's favorite ice cream is butter pecan. My yeah. older sister likes butter pecan. But I actually I've, think I've liked right. it since I was a kid. Um, I, I, I've, I've always liked. Butter I think pecan. it's a southern thing. Like southerners tend to like butter pecan. Ice well, cream. you know, that's where the you know pecan pie came from, right? Pecan pie. Pecan pie is pecan really pie. good. I, 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 was, like uh, I was upset that I didn't start liking pecan pie until I was in my 30s. <laughs> is it and an I old missed, person thing? I, maybe. I don't like pecan pie. <laughs> like, like when, when I hit 40s, when I hit like 40, 41, my taste buds changed. Yeah? It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. All of a sudden, it's like, I used to hate spicy food. Now I love spicy food. My grandmother used to call it uh, shoe fly pie. Yeah. She was, we grew up back east, and she's like, oh, you want some shoe fly pie? Shoe fly, like, don't bother me. Yeah, it was it was just pecan pie, but they named it. They called it something different. So for like a good half my life, I had no idea what pecan pie was different than shoe fly pie, but same thing. I'm, I think I'm with We're the, going off on some yeah, tangents yeah. today. I, I, think, I think I'm <laughs> Back to the episode. On, yeah. on the rum raisin, I think I'm there. Okay. I don't, I don't think I would like rum raisin. I would probably like rum ice cream. You know, Rum whatever. is good. But, uh, Jim I don't Ray. like I mean, rum. It's, it's just rum ice cream with raisins in it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like raisins. <laughs> Shriveled up freaking grapes. It's like, it's like, anyway, <laughs> back to isn't it romantic? But, but I, I thought that scene was, was actually very funny because it kind of it made um, the the Liam Hensworth character very endearing. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, like sure. I, I could see why she would start to like you know fall for him after that conversation. So in her dream. Fever, you know, coma dream. He is kind of a jerk at the, like it gets revealed later that he's going to like steal her idea. Mm-hmm. So in her head, in her perfect world, the guy that she wants to fall in love with is a jerk. Well, she didn't want to fall in love with him. She was like, oh, in order to get out of this, you know, alternate reality. I have to I'm fall in. in love with him. I have no, to no, fall no. in love with she someone. She has to get him to fall in love with her. Oh, that's Because right, she yeah. was in the rom-com. Yeah. but Because remember, in rom-coms, it only matters when the man falls in love with the woman. And it, she was like, I could do worse than a gorgeous billionaire. So, like, she was like, I'm just going to you know, choose, okay. choose him. Okay. But she actually was in love with Adam Devine's character. What was his name Josh? Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> you, you know, so when she comes to that realization, like, she's already hooked Hemsworth. Uh, so, like, she's kind of stuck with him. <laughs> and now she's going after Josh. Uh, like, jo- oh, man, I got this gorgeous billionaire <laughs> saddled with. Yeah. And, and now Josh, you know, he meets a gorgeous supermodel oh that's right she's a yoga ambassador (laughs) (laughs) and and basically he saves her from choking and then she falls in love with him she happens to be the supermodel that's on the billboard outside of rebel wilson's office yeah yeah i love i love oh i didn't pick up on that yeah really no that's cool i like that (laughs) uh i like the uh the part with of their relationship i just got reminded that they got together but um the, the party that they throw, they're like, oh, we just threw something together real quick. It's uh-huh. some like crazy freaking golf it's course like in club. The Hamptons yeah, or something. It's, it's hilarious. It's, I thought that was funny. They, they have that whole conversation about whose helicopter they're going to do. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and of course, the two gorgeous people know each other. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and Rebel Wilson, like her whole thing about the, 
the main girl always being so clumsy. She's like, you know, like, uh, why am I always tripping over stuff? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. This is a very clever movie. Um, do you guys want to do final thoughts? Sure. sure. All right. Uh, Vader, final thoughts on Isn't It Romantic? Um, enjoyable. Not like something I'm going to watch a lot, but it, it was it was okay. I thought it was fun. Um, I liked the premise. I liked it was it was fun. I I, I hate it when I get put on the spot <laughs> with these kind of things because I can never think of good things to say. But uh, it, enjoyable. It was it was it was fun. And uh, I already said both of those things. And I'm going to just give it a solid <laughs> three stars and okay. call it good. Right yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Jude, what about you? So rom-coms are not my favorite like category of movie to watch, but on the rom-com scale, I'll give this four out of five um, wow. makeover montages. Mm. Is, this, is this a rom-com or is this a parody or is it both? It's technically a rom-com because the, if you c- cut the – it's a rom com put in the middle of a parody. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's, it's, it's a it's a rom com sandwich. It's an amalgamation. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's both. It's a rom com yeah. and a parody. Yeah, because there's a rom com aspect to it where like her real self becomes aware that she's in love with her friend and they get together. So there's like that aspect to it. But then it's in the middle. There's a parody. Yeah. So I specifically chose this movie because when we decided we were going to do rom-coms, I wanted this movie in particular because it's it pokes fun at all of those tropes that um that are rife in rom-coms. So I wanted us to to like definitely watch this movie just so that we could talk about the tropes that are in these movies. This this movie this, saved the week for me. Well, I know that <gasps> this is not the genre that we would necessarily do, but because we're a pop culture podcast, you know, it seemed appropriate for, you know, to do something kind of romantic in, in, um, February. Yeah. Um, But I, I wanted this movie in particular because we could really like kind of dissect all of those tropes and get a little nerdy about it. Right on. Uh, final thoughts on, isn't it romantic? Uh, I like this movie. Um, I'd probably give it three gay best friends out of five. (laughs) Um, you go girl. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a very well-made, solidly written, you know, kind of clever movie. It's just for me, it didn't deliver the, the humor that I wanted from it. Like, you know, I, I think because of my association with Rebel Wilson and the uh, Pitch Perfect Perfect movies, I was expecting more of that type of humor. And I just have this image of her as that character from Pitch Perfect where she's like very in your face and I'm not, she's like the female Chris Farley in a way. <laughs> yeah, kind <laughs> of. Um, in that movie. And she, so, did, she needed to fall over something. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and so like, like I was expecting more of that in this movie and because I didn't get it, I, I was like a little bit disappointed, but it's not a bad movie by any means. And I think it's something that, you know, if you're sitting down with your wife or girlfriend or partner or whatever, uh, one night you're bored and you just want to kind of watch something that's kind of fun and sweet and, and interesting. Like this is the type of movie you would put on and just kind of turn your brain off and, you know, Netflix and chill basically. <laughs> right. I, w- I would have liked it better if the gay best friend was played by uh Jack from Will and Grace. That would have been funnier. That's typecasting though. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's my favorite femme gay guy. Is he? Yeah. Wow. I didn't well, know you well, had one. Well, the, 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 well, the gay guy. If you're going to do it, do it right. <laughs> the gay guy in this movie was pretty good. He was good. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, he was all right. Uh, and, and I liked how at the end he turns out he actually is gay. 
but like when, when she's like yeah she, she's like you're gay and he's like oh what because i don't talk like this yeah, because exactly. <laughs> i sell weed <laughs> oh, that's right that's right because she's like oh i saw a bunch of girls come over to your apartment she's like i sell weed and there's a girls college right down the street <laughs> and then like like she hugs him and he's like so do you want some weed yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good that was, pretty that was good. good all right uh for me i i thoroughly enjoy this movie Honestly, only because of it making fun of rom-coms. Like, if that aspect wasn't part of this movie, I don't think it would quite endear my uh, endear itself to me quite as much. Um, there's other romantic comedies that I think are better, uh, just straight-up romantic comedies. Like, I love, like, Ten Things I Hate About You, uh, stuff like that. Or, or what, what's uh, the one with um, uh, Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles? That's a good one. That, that was Ten Things I Hate About You. Is it? Okay, yeah, that one. I, I, that's a good romantic comedy. Um, the, this one, I, I don't I mean that that's taming of the shrew. That's Shakespeare. Okay. So glad you're up on your, uh, my rom-com. <laughs> I, what, what, what about she's all that? Uh, no, but you know what else is, um, what's oh. the one with, uh, Matthew McConaughey, I don't know, but I'll be collecting your man card when we're done. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey and dude, I love romantic <laughs> how to, comedies. How to lose a guy in 10 days. <laughs> yes. That one. That's another one. That's really good. <laughs> there's a lot of really fun good romantic comedies out there I, I don't hate this genre whatsoever there's a lot of really fun ones and uh, I, I think if you get the right couple together they have a good chemistry I think it can work fantastic I mean, pretty woman pretty woman's great yeah it's I a mean, little yeah, if you're a chick there yeah. are legit great rom-coms out there. yeah in like fact, in all fact, of all of the Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan movies <gasps> In fact, this this movie was was most closely based off of my best friend's wedding, so oh, like, yeah. like that's another one. I love that one. Uh, Jude just reminded me of uh, Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> I'm a sucker for that freaking movie. Oh, I, freaking I knew I'd get you. Love that movie. God, it's so good. That one and uh, what is I love it? Joe versus the volcano. What? That's not a rom com though. What is that? Disagree. You've never heard of Joe versus the volcano? I think it's the first movie they were ever in together. No. Tom Hanks it, and Meg it, Ryan. It could have been. She wasn't like a big part of that movie, though. I like that movie where he fucks the beach ball. <laughs> I think that is Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> or is it a volleyball? It's a volleyball. It's a volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> well, son. You oh, said, no. you said no. ball rights back a hundred years, I know, sir. I totally did. Draws the face on it with the... <laughs> With the oh. <laughs> he does that with his blood. That's how they become one. Oh. Actually, Wilson doesn't have just a, ruin that whole movie. For me. Wilson doesn't have a screaming O face. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, oh. <laughs> Is he uh, crying again? You, you yeah, broke, you you broke Alex again. <laughs> <laughs> too easy literally, <laughs> i've never thought of that before and now i'm never gonna un- be able to unthink it oh wilson was his fuck buddy god damn it <laughs> like warm apple pie yeah, oh right. god damn it dude. <laughs> i hate you so he much was sometimes. <laughs> poor wilson <laughs> we, okay back to rome rom-com <laughs> and you guys didn't want to do rom-com <laughs> Yeah, I, I I could just see him looking at Wilson being like, making my way downtown. <laughs> that song just it's, starts playing in the background. Dance dude. montage on the island. <laughs> this fucking castaway romantic comedy. It is now. It's a love story Ooh. between a man and his ball. God right. damn it. All right. <clears throat> I enjoy this movie. It's good. Go watch it. It's cool. Uh, before we uh, move on to our next topic, a quick word from our sponsors. 
Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you want to get some awesome merch, go to saltynerdstore.com. There we have all kinds of really cool t-shirts that you can buy that are shout-outs to the podcast, like the one Vader's wearing right now, the Barbarian Space Viking. If you are a Barbarian Space Viking, go to saltynerdstore.com and pick up a t-shirt, sticker, magnet, all kinds of cool things. And uh, we also got Salty Justice Warrior over here. And uh, not this one. This is a purchase. <clears throat> but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, help us out, support the podcast, any money that you, uh, donate towards us and you get some cool merch in return and you also get to support the podcast and help us grow the yeah. brand. I'd also just like to point out that if you don't have the money or the means with which to buy something from us or become a patron, uh, leaving us a review or giving us a uh, like on our videos on YouTube and all that good stuff goes a long way to helping us out. So if uh, you want to do something for free, just share us around on social media, tell us, tell your friends about us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Is this the part where we tell people to smash that thumbs up button? <laughs> yes. And hit the bell after you subscribe to the YouTube channel? Yes. Right. Well, so 2004, Forgetting Sarah hey, Marshall. Whoa, whoa, wait, <laughs> Are we talking about Jason Siegel's dick now? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. good. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, ah. <laughs> okay. Next on our list yeah. is That's Jason's dick talking. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get loaded up for some Jason Siegel digitally enhanced cock. Jason. <laughs> That's his real call. Uh, Don't ruin it for me. (laughs) We're talking about Jason Siegel and Kristen Bell. That's the last name, right? Kristen Bell's uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I freaking love this movie and I can't wait to talk about it. Jude. Yes. Take it away. Can it be Mila Kunis? Yeah, Mila Kunis and Kristen Bell and... uh, Russell Brandt. Russell Brandt. Thank you. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's in this movie too. There's a lot of cool. Bill like, Hader. Yeah, Bill Hader's in the movie. Yeah, that's a great movie, man. This movie's got an a a plus cast. For Russell Brand. We said that already. I said that. We, oh, I'm, Are you <laughs> looking at the IMDb? Yeah. Oh, Maria Thayer, everybody. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Jonah Hill. Yeah, yeah. baby face Jonah Hill. Taylor, right. Taylor this is all Wiley. kind of in the same universe too. If you've ever seen uh, Get Him to the Greek. Yes, yeah. I have. Is that the same character? Um, yes, Russell it's, Brand it's, is playing the it's same the character. It's the Albus Snow cinematic universe. Yes. Okay. There's, a, there's a what? A cinematic universe? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. Aldous, Aldous Snow's character, Russell Brand's character, Aldous Seth Snow. Seth Rogen plays a different character. No, it's, uh, it's Jonah, Jonah Hill. Yeah, I'm sorry. Still, it, yeah. Yes, Jonah Hill. <laughs> okay, Jude. I had no idea. Take it away. It's, uh, actually, it's pretty good. 2004, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, rated R, with a runtime of one hour, 51 precious minutes. <laughs> the budget was $30 million. What do you think it brought in? Oh, I hope it brought in a bunch of money. I'm going to go 60 million. Doubled. Doubled Peter? its budget. <laughs> I'm looking at <laughs> Jason Siegel's dick. <laughs> was this, this like the edited version? Yeah, I, I don't know. Did you get the unrated version? That was the shot right there. Yeah, but it's fine. Whatever. No, it's not till he drops I, the towel. I, I got the, d- the dickless it. version. The dickless version. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you get the dickless That's version? That's not how I watched it. <laughs> oh, there, there it was. There it goes. See? Yeah. There, there was definitely. Do you a, want to go back and pause it? No, and analyze I don't. the we, cock. We, we, we can see go, if it's digitally enhanced or not. We can go slow motion if you want, no, frame okay. by frame. That's good. <laughs> I'll <laughs> analyze that. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what do you think it brought in? What was the budget? Thirty. Uh, Hundred. Hundred and five point eight million dollars. Hell yeah! What did you good. say? I said like sixty. He said sixty. Sixty. Oh. I thought it doubled. I won that. Major's gotten pretty good at this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I won that showcase I am showdown. Awful at this game. <laughs> Wonder Twin. I'm impressed. All right, All right tell so us what this movie's about. Pete's long-term girlfriend Sarah Marshall breaks up with him, so to get over her, he goes on the vacation that she always wanted to go on with him. Unfortunately, when he gets there, she's also there with her new boyfriend, who happens to be a huge rock star. 
Seeing how awkward the reunion is, the front desk girl gives him the $6,000 a night Kapua suite free of charge for him to console himself in. He keeps running into Sarah and her new boyfriend at dinner and on the beach and finds out she's not just here with her new boyfriend. She's been cheating on Pete for the last year with him. Meanwhile, he's kind of hitting it off with the front desk girl who took pity on him. And hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue. So a couple weeks ago, we kind of like jokingly talked about movies that girls watch when they go through a breakup. (laughs) It was hilarious sitting there and just watching you two talk about it. No, this is, I believe, and me personally, I believe this movie is one that guys watch when they go through a breakup. Because I freaking love this movie and I think it's hilarious because he's going through a breakup, right? He's like, he hates his ex-girlfriend. She's cheating on him. I thought he was really pathetic. He was I, a I bit, agree. but that yeah. was the point. That was the point that he was being pathetic about it. And his character arc was that he grew and also, he was I'm, able to get over don't it. Don't guys who go through breakups just watch porn? Isn't that what they do? Yeah, I think so. I, I've been married for too long. I don't know the answers <laughs> to these questions anymore. Ew. I think if I like <laughs> broke up with my wife, I'd just go on a starvation diet and die. <laughs> and that's not pathetic. <laughs> but, but Jason Siegel going to Hawaii yeah, is. I, I've been married for two decades. He was with her for five and a half years. Okay. Anyway, anyway, I I freaking love this movie, dude. It's funny. It's so funny. The opening scene where he's in the in his apartment and his girlfriend calls like, "Hey, I'm coming home early," and he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta clean everything." He's like throwing everything in the closet. Just the 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 Comedic timing of Jason Siegel, I think, is just is awesome. So there's a ton of different moments that we can talk about that I just find hilarious. This is like a belly laugh movie for me. I'll sit down and yeah, watch it, good. and um, I, I I just enjoy the heck out of it. I love the characters. I love uh, Mila Kunich's uh, character, the Hawaiian cool chick, the surfer chick who's who's like so off brand for Jason Siegel that he's he doesn't really know what to do with himself. But I think everything works. It, it's romantic, and I also think it's very funny. So. Yeah. There's a romantic the, the, comedy. The thing that I find funny about um, Mila Kunis' character is that, you know, through most of the movie, she seems all put together until she meets her ex. Oh, yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then, then she goes on that hot girl, crazy white trash, like, like, like come at me, mother effort. Yeah. You're like, you're like Jersey girl crazy yeah. or, or something yeah, like, like that. Like right? she, went, she went full trailer trash. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah. And, and like, we, we, I don't know about you guys, but like I've dated girls like that where it's like they're all prim and proper and put together. Uh, and, and then like something just like triggers them and they turn into like, you know, just just like trailer parts. crazy murder. Jude what, makes you. Jude, Jude, what makes you crazy? What turns you into that crazy chick? You, you look in the eye right now. I can see it. I see it's it. Like, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. But you no, know but you're you know you're really crazy when you can't act crazy on cue. <laughs> but it, it, it just comes out when it comes out. Naturally, yeah. yeah. No, that was a good moment when they're on I, the beach together and he's like, you know, they're talking about his their exes and stuff like that. And and she's like, if if I run, you run. And he's like, he's like, Do you understand? No, no, I don't understand. What's going on? Motherfucker. <laughs> she just goes hey, freaking ham on the dude. And it it was funny too, because it's this is a good nice little setup and payoff for the movie. Um He's like depressed. He's eating lunch at the buff or eating breakfast at the buffet. And uh, the waiter is like some cool surfer dude. And he's like, Hey, can I get a, you know, like a pineapple juice with some rum? He's like, Oh, I like your style, man. They're like buddy, buddy with each other. And they see customer service. Yeah, exactly. He sees them later on, which this is another thing that this movie plays on is the customer service thing that I love. And uh, he sees him later on. He's like, hey, man, remember me? I'm from breakfast. He's like, this ain't the breakfast buffet, bitch. And he just <laughs> freaking punches him. It was a great moment. It's a nice setup and payoff. I've I always, love- I've always enjoyed that kind of stuff myself because in the casino world yeah. that I work in in table games, especially 
everybody's super fake. Oh, for sure. <laughs> when they're yeah. out on the floor. And then you, you get the real version down in the lunchroom and it's just like, oh God, you're like the worst person ever. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and then they get up, they get up, they go through that door to the, to the floor. And they're just and all like, smiles. Whoop, and it's like, hi, how are you today? Everybody's great and I'm your best friend. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's like, oh God. My, my favorite was like, when Jason Siegel goes to uh, like that, that chef guy and he's like, I was about to get a pig ready for the luau. Oh my help God. Out too. And Jason Siegel's like, like yeah, he's sure. He's like sure. stabbing the kid. I'm sorry. He's screaming, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the pig's alive. And, and Jason crying. And Jason Siegel has a knife and he's like having to slaughter the pig. He keeps saying, I'm sorry, as he stabs. And then they're like carrying the pig <laughs> to the stick, luau, yeah. and he's still crying. Yeah. And the Hawaiian guy's like, "You're being a baby. You can, <laughs> you can stop crying now. He's dead already." <laughs> he's like, "I'm not crying. <laughs> You're crying. I'm not a baby. <laughs> yeah, well, you look like a gigantic baby." And then he stops. And he's like, "I'm really sorry about that, dude." <laughs> dude, this this movie is is filled with yeah. those like undercut moments of just pure comedy gold. Yeah. Like w when he shows up for dinner and it's like, Oh, a table for two. And yeah. He's just like, no, it's just me. He's like, it's just you. Yeah. So okay, was like, we have this nice table here at the end of the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's like, you want a book or something? You're going to be super bored. bored. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be so depressed if I were you. This sucks. <laughs> it's, Oh, this movie makes me laugh. Like from start to finish, man. Uh, even the introduction of Chris, of uh, Jason Siegel's character, when he's um he's just by himself. I think there was a I can't remember if it was at the beginning or if it was like the montage of him like when they were talking about how he kind of like let himself go and he's sitting in his sweatpants and he's eating a big old bowl of freaking cereal and he's just like I I've been that guy living every you day. Kind of are <laughs> I got my sweatpants on right now. I, I get it, man. Like I get literally it. right in a second. And I, and he's you know, he's reenacting parts of movies and stuff like that. He's got the big broomstick and he's like, You shall not pass. He's like he's every dude. Every dude when they're by yeah. themselves and they're just like have nothing to do and they're just like In fact, just yesterday <laughs> I made the comment my wife was doing laundry, right? <laughs> and I'm like I don't know if that says something good when there's two pairs of sweatpants and one pair of jeans on the bed folded <laughs> up because that's it. That's all I got. I got two pairs of sweatpants, one pair of jeans. I can't wait for Jude to leave yeah. some rock star. <laughs> that, that's that's literally me. Yeah. I don't want the genital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm let's, good. Let's talk I, about well, I, I really appreciated the uh, giant Tupperware bowl of uh, Fruit Loops. Yes. That's what Matt eats out of that every meal. Awesome. That's it's awesome. Like, <laughs> just the whole box. It's, it saves on dishes, too. <laughs> she bought me this to keep my cereal fresh. <laughs> So, oh, milk. dude, um, <laughs> Bill is a Bill Hader. Is yeah. that the, yeah, yeah, Bill Hader's yeah. character in this movie is freaking hilarious. It's like oh my gosh. I love the scene where Pete is like, he says something derogatory about Bill Hader's wife. Oh yeah. yeah. And Bill Hader goes off on yes. him. <laughs> he's he's like, like, you're only my stepbrother. We're not even related by blood. <laughs> and my wife is better. <laughs> I love it. Cause before he gives him the chance to back out. He's like, Sarah is so much better than your wife. And he's like, do you really want to have this conversation? Mm -hmm. You really want to do this right now? Because I'll end you. And he's like, yeah, I want to do it. He's like, I'm going to massacre you. Like, It was such a great moment. Bill Hader is such an awesome comedic actor. And I think his uh, TV show on HBO, Barry, freaking gold. Oh if you guys it's haven't seen it, it's so funny. I would love to do a review of that show sometime. He's, he's one of those those Saturday Night Live guys that should be bigger, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Because he's... I don't, I don't know. I don't know where he's going with that, but he's funny, man. He's funny. <laughs> he's really good. Yeah. Really talented so he, guy. He, he's done a lot of supporting stuff. Like, yeah. Right? And it's surprising how well he carries Barry. Yeah. Yeah. His, his character on SNL where he was the, 
the, the New York club guy on the news segment. Yeah. Kills, uh, kills me every time. <laughs> Stefan or something yes. like that. Yeah. It's so good. So good. Yeah. He's really, he's excellent in this movie too. And he, um, I, I love uh, the opening scene where like right after not opening scene, but right after Sarah Marshall breaks up with him, they go to like this club. He's like, this place smells like hookers perfume. Like I'm going to get an STD just sitting on the couch. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? And then they get these two. He's like, just be my wingman for a night. Just be my wingman, please. And he's like, all right, fine. I'll talk to the girls with you. And Jason's just freaking blitzed out of his mind. He's like, I find you both very sexually attractive. <laughs> it's just no shits given whatsoever. That's, that's I, the best approach. I, I love think the, that's the best way. I love the montage of his one night stands. Yes. Oh, the one chick, she's like, hi, 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 hi. <laughs> and she's in Get Him to the Greek. She plays a, a stripper named Destiny. Nice. I think people should be more honest like that when they go out. Yeah. She's like, I just got out of a five-year relationship. I'm not looking for anything major. I'm just looking to bump uglies for a couple hours. That's it. You know, is that your style, Matt? Would it be? I don't know. I don't know if I have a style anymore. (laughs) I've been married for way too long, but I I like to think it would be. It's like, hey, uh, look, dude, I'm not into relationships, (laughs) but we can go bang for a couple hours if you want. Have you ever seen Death Stalker? You want to go watch a barbarian? I'm, I'm kind of old. You want to go get a steak or something? You want to do some public mastication? <laughs> we can go like cuddle on the couch. <laughs> it's good times. I'm soft, I swear. You come cuddle up on me. Push we, me. Can go, <laughs> we can go eat too much and then be too full to have God, sex. I hate that. That's why, that's why I don't eat after six. <laughs> It's the early bird special. That's, that's why. That's why old people they all eat at four thirty because they go back to the old folks home and just bang all night long. Because they gotta let the, they gotta let their gut settle. There's nothing worse than fucking on a full stomach, dude. It's terrible. Word. It's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second. I need more booze. Okay. Fuck it on a full stomach. <laughs> I made him cry three times. I got the hat trick today. Nice. That's what he tells me to do. Just make me laugh. It's like, okay. Good job. Old people fuck, dude. Good job. <laughs> they, they, that's, and they're better at it than everybody else. Wasn't that a wasn't that a plot line in like the Golden Girls or something? I don't know, but I think we should make like an old folks home like movie script, and it could start like Chevy Chase and, and a bunch of old SNL people about sex lives of people in retirement homes. That that's would be a, pretty funny. That's a funny idea. And how they have to put like antibiotics in their food because they all have STDs. Like, they're all like trading like Viagra and shit on the black market at the old folks what, home. What freaking show is that? There is a literally an episode of a TV show all about this God, very idea. Tangent. I mean, we went up hard. We did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, there's so many great characters in this movie. I love movie. the newlywed couple. The new okay, let's talk about them. The newlywed couple. Jesus between your legs. <laughs> no, no. You, first, you've got Christ. First, he's, before he gets there, because he has to build up to that point. <laughs> I love the first scene that they show them trying to have sex, and they've clearly never done never, it before. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Does that feel good? Because that hurts me." <laughs> and she's like, "I don't feel anything." And then he's at the bar, and he's freaking out. He's like, "I know this is supposed to feel good, but it's like it's like just." Slip. 
and he's and freaking he's out. Like, why would you put a playground next to a sewage system? <laughs> they're in bed together, and she's. He's like, would you do that for me? And he's like, yeah. She's like, no. <laughs> no. She's obviously trying to go down on him, and yeah. he's just like, no. <laughs> Stop it! That's not how it works. <laughs> Oh, okay. and, and it takes Alvis Al- Snow oh, to, to coach him in the ways of lovemaking. The, the freaking sex montage with Alvis Snow and the big chess pieces on the beach. And he's like, if you can activate the clitoris at the same time, that is genius. And involve the anus if you can. I'm like, That's the trifecta. That's the trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> this movie freaking cracks me up, man. I love it so much. Every character is a standout character. There yeah. is no like even even uh, Paul, uh, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Yeah, he's only in Kunu. it for like <laughs> yeah. He's only in it for like five minutes, and he's so memorable. They're out there on the ocean. So, uh, how old are you, man? And he's like, uh, uh, I guess uh, forty four. First, he's like, he's like, I don't like to put a label on things. No, 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 no. He says I stopped wearing a watch when I moved here. I don't really need one because I have one on my phone. Yeah. Jason's <laughs> like, well, that's kind of the same thing. And he's like, I guess. In like mainland years, it'd be like forty four. How many of us mainlanders do move to Hawaii just to say, "Fuck it, I, I would, I'm done." I would I, do it. I've thought about it. I have to. All, all the Hawaiians are like, "Don't stay, yeah, <laughs> stay." On it's the like mainland. it's like us in Nevada. We're like Californians. No, yeah. Yeah. stay yeah. over there. Yeah. Stay. <laughs> stay on your side you of guys, the desert. California's great. Okay. You guys should just stay and wait it out. We're already ruined. Uh, I like how, how Paul Rudd's character, what was his name? Kunu. Kunu. But his name's Chuck. Yeah. And and he's he's like, uh, you know, what, what's my Hawaiian name? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Chuck. Uh, anyway, um, what, what else? Oh, oh, another favorite line of mine. I, it's he's like. We're you just know, gonna quote the movie from now I, on. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> it's just uh, the, that's what we do, right? We're just hanging yeah, out at the bar okay. and talking yeah, about movies. movies. Before you say that, Go I ahead. just want to talk about something that happens in the beginning. That um, ever since I saw it, it has made me envious of men. Ever since, and it's like the thing that he does with his dick. Oh, do- he like helicopter. Yeah. I'm like, I've always wanted to be able to do that. Really? I just want a penis so I can make it do things. <laughs> you can do things with that. What? <laughs> You've never tried? That's really It's little. basically like the grown-up version of the truffle shuffle, right? You just kind of like wiggle around and – Says the guy who hates Goonies. I was trying to like can make you, you guys just- happy. I was me, can I you was, give me one thing? I was trying to make a little dick joke, but I guess it doesn't work. Oh, that went over my head. Yeah. Sorry. It's like well, I got a really tiny, tiny little thing. <laughs> like uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of that that show. I forget what it's called, but it's like they do tricks with their penises. It's like three guys. They're on stage, and they all just like turn their dicks into things. Oh, yeah. Here Pu- in puppetry of the penis. Puppetry of the penis. Yeah. I went and saw that, and it was just like – You went and mm, saw that? Oh, for sure. Really? <laughs> I mean, who are, who are you wow. talking to? I guess not. <laughs> Can you take it's my wife? mesmerizing. This is a thing? Yes. Vegas, baby. And then they take they take a volunteer from the audience and they, they'll only take, you know. Dudes. Dudes. What? Uh, and they have, they t- teach them how to do tricks with their penis. Oh, my God. It's amazing. What so do like, does like the dudes from so the audience, lucky. they like, like show their stuff? Yeah. I can't go to this show. <laughs> There's no way. No way. Would you go if the audience wasn't involved? Hell no. <laughs> I don't like, think I would. They turn their dicks into like hamburgers and what's stuff. The, what's the demographic? What was what was the audience like? Uh, 
Wait, oh, age, age group? No, every. Really? Yeah. I mean, obviously no kids, but there was right. like, That's funny. there were couples there. I went with a couple of gay friends and a couple of girlfriends. Um, there were old people there. There were people 20s, 30s, like it was a small theater, but there was like a mix. And I tried to get up and go to the bathroom at one point and they called me out and they were like, sit your ass back down. The show's not over. I was like, I gotta pee. And they were like, no, <laughs> wait till the end. That's funny. <laughs> wow. Is yes, we really do. We do. I don't really- think so. Huh. This is yes, we do really live in Las Vegas. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, for eating Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, dicks are re- really cool. <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna, I was I was just gonna mention the line about like when li- one life gives you lemons, just say fuck the lemons and bail. <laughs> I love that line. It's I try to live by that <laughs> if I can. Uh, it's there's so many quotable things in this movie. There's so many really funny moments. Uh, the, like I said, the characters, all of them, they all stand out. I love own. the character of Aldous Snow. He's just like so bullshit. <clears throat> That's one another favorite line. He's like, "Oh, I'm Elder Snow. Bullshit, 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 bullshit." <laughs> Did you know originally they were trying to get Charlie Hunnam for that part? Who's Charlie Hunnam? He was in um, Sons of Anarchy. The blonde dude, the yeah. main dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy who looks like Brad Pitt. He's also been in some Guy Ritchie movies lately. He yeah, King Arthur and uh, I know, the I Gentleman. Think, yeah, I think Russell Brand's. I love guy. Russell Brand in this. Yeah, he's fine. Jonah Hill's like the the starstruck groupie uh, yes. eldest snow he's he's funny because he's always trying to dote on him but he doesn't want to be weird which in turn makes it weird uh-huh. and uh I, the one scene where he goes in he's like hey this is my demo you know just i, I just wanted you to listen to it and if you would to be great he's like don't don't be that guy like, but you know he was what? always very polite oh yeah until he got fed up with him yeah. uh there's a thing that he says that i say that drives matt crazy that i get 100 percent from him what is that every time i'm like trying to get something accomplished and matt's ignoring me and i'll go okay i guess i'll just go fuck myself <laughs> <laughs> and it makes him irate one time you know what yeah go fuck yourself and i start crying <laughs> Oh, no. I was like, this is the this thing I say. You can't say it back. <laughs> the scene at the luau when Jonah Hill gets Elder Snow to go up on this on the stage and he's singing the song, Inside of You. Yeah. It's oh, the same song as yeah. that, like, um, the environmental awareness song. Uh-huh. That he play. It's the same exact song. They just changed the lyrics. They, they, that's also a song they sing and get him to the Greek. Is uh-huh. it? Okay, yeah. yeah. It's so freaking funny. It's, but then Jonah Hill's sitting there. He's like, I just went from six to midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking die, dude. It's so funny. Yeah, if there's ever like the romantic side is like the lesser side of this, this is a full on comedy and mm-hmm. I, I'm all for it, man. I love everybody in this movie. A plus job across the board. Let's talk about uh, the character of Pete and his journey between becoming heartbroken and then he has the opportunity to get back together with Sarah and then <laughs> how how What's, his There's nothing wrong with arc- it. Goes. Maybe maybe my this dick not, just doesn't want to be around you anymore. It's just not into you anymore. <laughs> it's just like more more mouth stuff, more mouth. Can <laughs> oh yeah, dude, that scene was great. And he realizes, you know, it's a it's character development. He realizes that he was secretly miserable with her the entire time because she just never. I don't know. Well, they, he was miserable with himself, and he didn't yeah. realize it. Oh, he just thought what, everything yeah. was perfect. Yeah, that's what it, he just didn't like him. And I guess that's kind of a common theme. And with, really, like her breaking up with him was probably for the best because there was no way that he was ever going to get himself out of his funk until this 
thing forced well, him to I really, change. Yeah, I really appreciated that part of his character and and even Christian Bell's character, Sarah Marshall, where like for most of the movie, you just you get pounded with the idea that she's just an awful person. Yeah. She's never nice. And then the the like reality strikes probably in the last act where she's like, No, I tried to help you. But it became really hard to take care of you when you stopped taking care of yourself. It was like a moment where like, oh, actually, no, he, he, Peter's the problem or at least part of the problem. Yeah. And it leads to the situation that they're in. So I, I like that. I like that they kind of redeemed Sarah Marshall in a way. I don't think she was redeemed. You don't think so? No, I think she's a mani- manipulative uh, shrew. Wow. In fact, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is where Aldous is leaving. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting there in the hotel lobby. And he's like, yeah, it's like going on a... A weekend trip with Hitler. <laughs> it was great. He's like, I don't know how you served five years yeah, under her. You were to be commended. You did five years with her. Yeah, it was great. It was just well to, to, to Alex's point though. Like there are a couple of scenes and like I, I like how there there are times where uh, Jason Siegel's character and Sarah Marshall are together. Like after she just found out her show got canceled mm-hmm. and she's giving him the same BS line that she gave Albus about how she's feeling about it. And he's like, come on, how, yeah. how are you really feeling? Like, and you can see like that relationship that they used to have where like they're just real with one another. And then there's that scene where uh, Sarah Marshall kind of confronts Mila Kunis's character mm-hmm. and she kind of starts breaking down crying after she finds out like how, how awesome Mila Kunis is. And you, you know, she can tell, you can tell that she's going through regrets of breaking up. So like, Sarah Marshall is a developed character in this movie, which yeah. is a nice change. I, uh, I just, I, I don't feel bad for her at all. Hmm. She, is it because she, she was cheating she, on him? She cheated on him. Yeah, that's a good point. And if that, that's just a, that's a line for me, man. It's just like, no, you're done. You cheated on him. You, you don't, you don't deserve to be upset hmm. that you, you're breaking up with him. Hmm. That's a fair point. Damn. I just so. the table's real black and white. <laughs> so uh, it was funny. So I went and actually saw this movie in the theater on opening night, and uh, the day it came out, and Jason Siegel and the director of the movie were actually there in the theater. Nice. And uh, this was at the Grove in in Hollywood, and he got up before the movie started, and he just, you know, the theater was packed, and he he, he was just like, "Hey guys, you know, this is the first movie that like I've written and I starred in," and. Like it just it excites me that you're all here to see it. Jason Siegel wrote this. Yeah, yeah. This was the first movie that he wrote. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. See, I just always thought of him as the, uh, as the how I met how I met your mother, guy. Marshall. Yeah. yeah, I love that show too, or yeah. I used to until which the is a good show. Season finale. The season last season was terrible. But. It's it's a great show, but um, so like he got up in front of this entire packed crowd and gave this really heartwarming kind of like thank you for coming out to see my movie and supporting it. It means a lot to me. And well, I, it's like I, at the end when people come and see his opera. Yeah. yeah. And uh, basically the guy who uh, directed this, uh, Nicholas Stoller, who was there too, like he was also, you know, very thankful because this was, I think, his first movie. And uh, it was basically just a bunch of friends that went to Judd Apatow and was like, hey, can you help us get a movie made? And then like as they're walking away, he he shouts, I'm sorry you have to see my ass. <laughs> and then like the lights go down. Everyone's like, wait, what? And then, <laughs> then you got that opening scene. And because he wrote this movie, um, like – a lot of it is based off of his real experiences. So he was he his first starring role was on a show called Freaks and Geeks, mm-hmm. which was a Judd Apatow show. And on that show, uh, there was this uh, actress named Linda Cardinelli, and she's been in lots of other stuff. She was, oh yeah, she's in uh, Dead to Me. Yeah, uh, she she's Hawkeye's uh, wife oh, in yeah, the yeah. Avengers. Uh, she was um, Velma in the Scooby Doo movie, and so like. Uh, Sarah Marshall was based off of Linda Cardinelli and the breakup that they went through. And uh, 
Jason Siegel actually had a girlfriend of his break up with him while he was naked. And, 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 <laughs> and the entire time that was happening, he, he's like, I can't wait for her to leave so I can write this down. <laughs> but, but that, that's what the Sarah Marshall breakup scene was based off. was like his real experiences. And before he got into acting, he actually wanted to make a musical version of Dracula with puppets. And so like he took that, concept and put it in this movie so he could actually achieve his lifelong dream of doing that i really enjoy that uh the dracula thing like <clears throat> the introduction to it when he's kind of like confiding in, in mila kunis's character rachel and he's sitting on the beach he's like i wanted you know he's, he's ashamed of it because he thinks it's a dumb idea uh-huh. and he doesn't he's like embarrassed yeah he's embarrassed and by it and it was because of sarah marshall and, yeah he's, because, i was just gonna say he's played it for her and she's just she's like i just don't get yeah, it it's just it, yeah, it's <laughs> just dumb so he's kind of like he's got this mental block where he doesn't really believe in it until Rachel like pushes him to play it in front of the bar, and that freaking song he's sitting there in front of the piano and he's playing it. All the bar people that are the um, they're just sitting there looking at him like, uh-huh. what in the world? And he's doing it in his Count Chocula <laughs> yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't realize that the opera is a comedy until Rachel says that shit's funny. Yeah, that's some funny. Sh- yeah, it's a it's a great like character development. The realization that like this thing that he wants to create actually would work and it could work. And it, if he makes it a comedy, it would you know, skyrocket it, which I love even the ending when they pay it off where he's actually doing the full production. Mm-hmm. Like I legit was like, I want to go to this. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. It looks awesome. And the this, theater looks, that, this looks very Vegas to me. I, I, I was just, just going to say the theater that they do the, the play in or the Dra- Dracula. Yeah opera in what looked exactly like the theater of the puppetry of the penis that I went to. <laughs> okay. Got to bring it back. Bring it back. No, I, I was just saying. Like, Set up and pay off. Yeah, I, 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 I will say that if, if I was writing a romantic comedy that I knew I was going to be starring in, I would definitely cast Kristen Bell and Mila Kunis oh, as yeah. my oh, love interest. Yeah, <laughs> Man, I, I can't, I can't, I keep going back and forth to which one's hotter. Oh, I'm, I'm brunettes, dark hair all yeah, the way. 100%. I, think, I think I'm with you. But, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is a, it's a ton of fun. There's, I mean, I could, we could quote half the movie and yeah, talk sure. about all the favorite scenes that we have, but, uh, I, I do want to mention the, uh, the fake TV show that, uh, oh, Kristen uh, Bell um, is on. What is it? Cr- scene of the crime. Yeah. Scene of the crime. But so she stars opposite. Was it William Baldwin? Bobby. Bobby Baldwin. No, Bobby. Billy. 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 Sorry. Billy Baldwin. Yeah. Billy Baldwin. Yeah. Billy Baldwin. And <laughs> I just love like how like typical, TV cop he is. Yeah. Like, like, he just fits that role so perfectly. And so like everything he says is just like so much funnier because he's the one doing it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And then at the end when she gets her new show and it's like animal instinct Yeah, and she's like a cop who can like talk to psych- animals. psychically see through the eyes of animals. Oh, so and, she's and Beastmaster J- cop. Yeah. And, and Jason yeah. Bateman is her partner <laughs> and he's basically doing his impression of Billy Baldwin yeah, doing a cop. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I loved it. It's a good moment. And I, I like the um, the joke that Jason Siegel made about like, oh, the, the masturbating dog killer got away again. And then like <laughs> later on, he's like, the, the house, uh, the owner died, but at least the dog was happy. <laughs> and, then, and then she ends up starring in a show where she could talk to animals. And I'm just waiting. I'm like, there's going to be an episode like that. Watch. The dog's going to be like, well, yeah, he killed my owner, but... <laughs> I think my favorite scene in this movie is when they're having their awkward double date mm. where Sarah Marshall, Albus Snow, um, Jason Siegel, and Mila Kunis are all Babe, at I a- have to stop you. 
Because you're doing that thing that you do where you don't pronounce things correctly. <laughs> it's not Albus like Dumbledore. It's Aldus. Aldus. I used Aldous. to think it was Elvis. I was like, oh, it's Elvis Snow. <laughs> whatever he whatever loves, his name is. He loves to pronounce things wrong and it know. makes me insane. That's what makes me crazy. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, that's why I have to stop you so that I don't stab you. <laughs> Anyway, they're on their double date, and they're talking about uh, Kristen Bell or Sarah Marshall's uh, film debut, oh, where, the- where she's in a horror movie about a killer cell phone. <laughs> oh, my God. Awesome. Oh, yeah. That's right. And they're just doing what we do. Yeah. They just tear that shit up. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they just talk about how stupid it is. Yeah. My, my favorite scene. Oh. Hello? <laughs> and all this is like yeah man that shit was terrible yeah just just don't pick up the phone just don't take the battery out you're good. and sarah marshall's trying to defend it by talking about like how like it's a metaphor, a metaphor. Like, it's a metaphor and then he accidentally spills his cranberry juice oh, oh, yeah. on, his, on the shirt that she bought him and he's like no oh. take my eyes but not, not the, the shirt, shirt. <laughs> yeah because he hates that shirt like, like like sarah marshall apparently has very bad taste yeah. in men's clothing <laughs> Oh gosh! Uh, but uh, what's funny is that um, Kristen Bell was actually in a movie about a killer cell phone called Pulse, and <laughs> they, did, they didn't well, know that a, at the time real. they were making that scene. No. That's real. I didn't know that was a real thing. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! Wow, we need to watch just, that movie. Now. No, no, we don't. There, oh, well, I do. <laughs> there is also a movie, and I know that this is going off, but there's a uh, a movie called uh, I think it's called Shaft, and it's about a killer elevator, and it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So if we're gonna watch the killer cell phone movie, we, we have to pair it too. with another what, killer. What, what about that movie with the killer weave? That, my the hair God, weave? yes, killer inanimate objects next week. <laughs> I think it was called podcast. Hair. Was it called Hair? Good Hair, or something like that. Good is Hair. It, I think that's what. These are hair. real movies. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. This this is a horror movie about a woman who got hair that was possessed by witches, and the hair would kill people. Uh huh. It came out this year. No, it came out last year. Well, it, it came, came out, out recently in the year. <laughs> you know that reminds me. You know, I'm I'm going back to Vegas here. Um, the the horror museum or haunted museum or whatever they had that haunted doll. Yes, uh, the Zach Baggins thing. Yeah, yeah, they have. The I want to go check that they out. They have Annabelle. Yeah, like the one. God, look at Alex's face. Alex is like, no, hell no, I ain't going there. <laughs> I invite that shit into my house. Uh-huh. Nope. I'm going. <laughs> nope. We should go. Nope. Okay. Nope. Okay. Nope. Yeah. Nope. 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 So nope. he's like, nope. <laughs> we'll bring some sage. It'll be fine. <laughs> some witch's brew. You just can't touch it. <sighs> I'm not gonna look at it. <laughs> All right. I love Vegas. <laughs> Vegas rules. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about this movie? Any uh, favorite uh, – let's do favorite moments. Do you have a favorite moment, Vader? Um, Something that really stands out to you? I just – this whole movie was kind of like – it was just fun. It was my favorite of the three we watched this oh, week. Oh, for sure. Far. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Favorite moments? Final thoughts? Like Final that? thoughts? It was, just, it was just fun. I had a good time. Um, I laughed. I yeah. laughed out loud several scenes in this. Um, it's like, I, I can never go deep on these things, but, um, three and a half stars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. I think that sounds about right. Judy, you have any favorite moments and final thoughts? For I do. I love, um, all of the him trying to surf stuff. <laughs> and I really love the moment when he, um, he's with Aldous and they're both on the surfboards and they're talking and he's like, shit, I really wanted to not like you, but you're actually really cool. Yeah. Oh, it's like I just, I like gothic it. Gothic Neil Diamond vibes. Like, That's exactly what I was going for. And he's so pissed. He's like, That's exactly <laughs> what I was going for. 
<laughs> I like that. Yeah. Right I love this movie and I could watch this again and again. I give it um, five out of five Kunus. Wow. Yeah. I'm with uh, five out of five. I'll just five do, out of five Kunus. I'm on this. This, this isn't. This is a great freaking movie, dude. But it's not Indiana Jones. There's only one five this, out of five com- movie. That's Apple and Oranges. No. Okay. But I'm putting it in the category of the category. Like, you know, I'm not going to put this against Temple of Doom. I'm putting this <laughs> in the category of romantic comedies. <laughs> okay. It's a five out of five. I, I, get, it. I get it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to do. Come for me, motherfucker. <laughs> She's got the crazy look in her eye, man. Watch out. <laughs> I have to stop you so that I don't stab you. That's my new catchphrase. I want a t-shirt. I have to stop you <laughs> so I don't stab so you. So I don't stab you. Okay. Well, that's scary. Anyway, I'm with Jude. Uh, this is a five out of five movie for me as far as rom-coms go. It's one of my favorites. It's, it's, I watched it twice this week because I like it that much. I was like, oh, we're watching this movie for the podcast. All right. So I watched it twice. In a we row. watched WandaVision like four times this week. <laughs> I did too. I had to just to understand it. Oh, um, I forgot we got to do that yet. But I'm with, uh, I'm with Jude 100%. I love all the characters. I love the comedy. It's, I love the romantic. I love the, the uh, character arcs for everybody. Uh-huh. It was really well done, really well put together. Um, I, I, I don't have any salt for this movie. Every single person in this, I enjoy. There yeah. isn't any character that isn't enjoyable. I love in this the, movie. even the bartender. The bartender, the buffet guy, the yeah. server, the, guy who the names hostess. All the fish. Yeah, the, the fish guy. <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody is so funny. Yes, it's amazing. Five out of five for me. Five uh, out of five. Kadish, uh, final thoughts and or favorite moments? Uh, so I think my favorite moment was, you know, when they were bagging on the cell phone movie mm. right? like that was definitely something because i've lived that you know like i've been at dinners where like we're ragging on someone's movie and then, oh you were in that like, okay. <laughs> um so like that kind of hit home for me but uh y- you know i'm not as high on this movie as a lot of you guys are um i i feel like you know this is the typical apatow pack movie where you know it's judd apatow's friends and they just get together and they make a movie and they ad lib like half the film just because they're you know, they're that talented and they're friends and that's an excuse to go to Hawaii and party with your friends and you know have a good time. Um, Make so, him sound like uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> well, I mean, pretty much, yeah. But uh, overall, like this, this is a very solid movie. Um, it's not quite as funny as I would like it to be. I think it's funnier when you're sitting here talking about it than it is when you're watching the movie. Um, but uh, overall, I'd give it like you know three digitally enhanced penises out of five, <laughs> you know, um, it, it, it's a, it's a solid film. I think it's a little bit too long personally. It's a little long. Yeah. Not for me. Oh, I, I want more. I, I'm not talking <laughs> about the, the penis. I'm talking about the movie. Wow. Uh, it's a little bit long for, for my taste. It's a little girthy. <laughs> <laughs> right on. How many stars or how many? Oh, you said, all yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Three penises out of five. Nice. Um, but I, I would definitely recommend this to people. I'd say like, you know, if you're looking for a very funny romantic comedy, like this is up there with them, the best of them. Right I on. think that's a good number of penises. <laughs> Jude would Three, do. not five. Yeah. Okay. One for each orifice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's my fiance, sir. <laughs> look at me. I'm starting to tunnel vision here. <laughs> you can't look at Jude. <laughs> All right, guys. Don't forget I have two hands. That's all. Okay. <laughs> On that note, thank you for listening to the Salty Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, the Salty Nerd. Join us every week. We come out with awesome, fun content. We talk about movies, pop culture, TV shows, all kinds of cool stuff. SaltyNerdVideo.com is our YouTube channel. Go there, subscribe, hit the thumbs up, comment, do your thing. You guys all know how to use YouTube by now. Uh, real quick before we get out of here. Do they? Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> 
<laughs> Come on. It's 2021. I guess so. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, where can we find everybody on the social, starting with the Barbarian Space Viking? Me first? Yeah. Okay. Um, you can find me at MavHater74 on uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mine. Awesome. Uh, Vader forgets where you can find him. Jude, where can they find you? At? You can find me at I am Jude Juju on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find me at thevoiceofjude.com. Right on. And Matthew Kadish. They can find me at, at Matthew Kadish, K A D I S H, and uh, kadishbooks.com if you want to check out my Amazon page. Right on. All right, guys. I'm the Salty Nerd. You can find me on Twitter at Salty underscore Nerd or Discord if you want to hang out over there. Uh, thank you for listening and have a great day.